0: Welcome to episode six hundred nineteen of the Two Minute Takeaway Podcast. Hi, I'm Ken Ockel. Today we're going to continue our discussion of how to write a book. Miss part one? No problem. Go to episode six hundred eighteen. Then we talked about why I chose to self publish, why it's important to have a vision for your book, and do some market research to find the right type of book that you want to write. I also revealed how much money I spent in the production of my book, though I got to tell you, I did a lot of the work myself. Therefore, the cost wasn't too high. Let's start today by talking about thinking about the material, the words that you're going to put in the book. Here's the good news. You may have some of it already. As people know, I put out a lot of content every week, And a lot of my chapters started as blog posts, evolved into podcasts, and were later reworked again as magazine articles, or they were featured in my speaking presentations. Every time I used this content, it got a little better and became more focused. So I already had some content, I just needed to massage it a little bit into more of a book form. want to give you a warning. You've written a good blog post, you want to put it in the book. Make sure that you don't have some writing habits that could be annoying to readers. In an article, you don't notice it, but in a book, it could become a little repetitive. So in an article, you can get away with using some catchphrases, perhaps. In a book, if a lot of the chapters, or even some of the same chapters, have those phrases again and again, uh, then they can become a little annoying in the repetition. So you want to watch out for that. Next, let's talk about the value of a writing retreat. So how did I write my book? Well, it was toward the end of the year. I had visited with family over Thanksgiving. That Christmas to New Year's window, that was open and not much is going on. So I was in town. I left my normal routine. For about two weeks, I was on a book lockdown. I only went out to exercise and get food. Otherwise, I was working on the book. Distractions like social media, I pretty much pushed all that aside. Those were busy days, but for me, it was the right formula to help me get the job done. I needed some isolation so I could focus. There's no one way to do a writing retreat. Some people, they will go to a nearby hotel for the weekend. Some will check into a nearby hotel for the weekend. Others will have a daily ritual. Perhaps they will wake up an hour early every morning, work on the book, then move on with the rest of their day. That way, they can avoid some distractions that might come from your family. Let's talk about the value of experts. As a former journalist, I was confident in my writing ability. I didn't need a ghostwriter. However, I knew I probably needed an editor, someone to look things over. Because I realize that when you write 26 chapters, there could be some problems. A typo, the wrong verb tense, or just an awkward sentence structure. That can occur. The challenge is when you're writing, you're really close to your material and you don't notice its flaws. You'll have several versions in your mind, and that keeps you from noticing problems, especially those created by editing. That's why I hired a freelancer to proofread the book. All of this was done virtually. My proofreader, she lives in California. She did a great job of fixing little problems. I also hired a freelancer to help me create the book's cover. I had the idea, but needed someone to make it look better than what was basically a sketch on a cocktail napkin. I knew that while I have some expertise in design It would take me a long time to come up with something good. And let's face it, my best, it's probably average for a professional. For the cover, I went through a couple people, got some trial work from them. Eventually, I settled on someone from Sri Lanka. Even with the time difference, we easily collaborated. The final member of my team was someone who could take the book and format it for a Kindle. Again, I have some skill in this area, but I'm not a professional. Let the pro handle this type of work. Time, especially when you're trying to be creative, is a really important resource. Next, have a goal, but be flexible. While I had a timeline, I knew there was a good chance that I might fall behind on the project. In the end, I probably had the finished product in my hand about two and a half weeks later than I expected. In the big picture, that's not bad. When you do things for the first time, you make mistakes or experience a learning curve. Very often, that extra time paid off. Prior to publishing, I had a proof sent to me, a version of how the book would look when it's printed. Holding the book as it will appear to your readers lets you check it in a different way that you just don't get when you're staring at a computer screen. Originally, I didn't expect to go through my book page by page one last time, but I'm glad I did. Big picture on how to write your book. My system, my process, gave me the motivation and support necessary to write a book. I didn't leave it to chance. With some minor adjustments, it would work for me again. Really try to figure out ahead of time your process so you will be the person who writes the book and not just one who dreams about it but never does it. Want to find out if I am taller on stage? If so, then go to my website, KenOakal.com. While there, you can read some of my articles, you can watch some clips of me on stage, and you can sign up for my three-part course. It's free! That's all about improving your performance on the job. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying this series. Subscribe if you want to hear more. I'm Ken Ockel. Take care.